Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 91. 91. Getting up with episode 100. We That's going to be special. Yeah, I don't... 91, but who is it brought to you by? I, I forgot. Brought to you by Parse Rum, the best rum in the world. You know what's a great thing for the holiday season? A little bit of Parse Rum. Have you tried Parse and eggnog yet? You gross, gross person. <laughs> No, I have not, but I did drink eggnog at my Christmas party on Saturday, and I brought a bottle for each of my uncles. Of Parse? Yeah. Not of eggnog? No, not of eggnog. They can, they can buy their own eggnog. They should Why be would... buying their own Parse, too. I did see one of the tweets. Someone said, like, for the questions, like, has Dakota tried? Uh, it's I don't even know what they called it, but it's called, like, holly nog. It's where you mix the eggnog and milk, and I'm like, why would I water down eggnog? Isn't, I ruin not, it? isn't already a milk-based substance? No, so like if you mix it half with milk, it makes it like thinner and it's not as like thick. I, I saw this question. It was somebody, I think it was in Des Moines. I think it's like an I like it's supposed to be like an Iowa thing. But that's like that's common though. Like there's it's called like hollynog. It's like half and half, and it's just like why would I want watery eggnog? Why wouldn't I just want it nice and I'd rather what? have clumps in there? I want some chunks of egg. Jesus Christ, Dakota. Bro, that is honestly the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh. Is it? That's the most disgusting thing you've ever heard in your life, someone drinking an egg. That's the most disgusting thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. If you say so, my man. Yep, it is. I think I'm pro eggnog, and that was tough. That was that was a tough sentence to have to listen I'll, to. I'll go crack an egg in my mouth right now. No, okay. you won't. No, you will not. No, you do will it. not. Do it right do now it right on now. camera. I do will. It right do now. it. It'll be great for oh, the Come on, big tough guy. Come on. Uh, No. See? You're all talk. That's crazy, dude. What? That's why they call him all all talk makesy. Yep. Honestly, if I felt like going all the way upstairs, I would, but I just don't. I don't. Yeah, want yeah, to. yeah. Hey, you know we believe you, dude. All of our following believes you. No, really, we believe you. Oh, that's, this is that's the last. Tough, that's a tough. This look. Is, I'm moving on from this eggnog conversation, Tom. This is the last episode before the new year, and it's brought to you by Parse Rum. We won't be back next week, but then we'll be back. In January. We won't be back because our producer is going on vacation and hates our podcast. Can we talk just for a second about the animosity in the group text right before this episode started? A yep. lot of anger. Yep. Zach's just on one right now. I am. Zach, you play, you play bad today. Bad golf. Zach's in Arizona. Just played golf today. Do you want to recap the round? Was it yeah, gross? Tell us how many three putts you had. I think I had five three putts. Ooh. But still made out with a 74. You were striking it, huh? Yeah, I got my new irons. They're really good. Do you make money or lose money? I made money. Sorry. Ooh. I mean, I'd hope so if you shot two over. Are you playing football too? A little football, a little golf? Yep. What are you doing? I've uh, I've actually been working on my spiral too when I live with my roommate at home and we've been we've been, you know, running routes. It's been warm. This is up. the only compliment I'll ever give you. I feel like you probably throw a good ball. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's good. Like yeah, I just I, feel like you can throw a good football. I don't know why. Eighty. Yeah, I can. I can command an offense too. Um, you are the same height as Zach Wilson. He can't get it over the line though. Ian, that's just rude. I mean, was that too far? Let's see you throw a football. I've seen you shoot a basketball. Let's see you throw no a way. football. <laughs> no way, Ian throws a good no. ball. I've seen you play tennis. I've seen you outside of the golf course and the baseball field. Come on, let's let's, let's get a pigskin in your Ian. hand. Ian is good at tennis, though. He's good. That's not true. What I mean, you've said, not, hey, what you you've said on better. camera. What that's not what you've said on camera. What did I say on camera? Remember when we were recording last year, your guys' singles match? You're like, I don't think oh, he's yeah. very good at all. 
Well, I mean, I beat him, and that was just trash talk. And then we were teammates in doubles. I would say you, me, and him were, like, all the same. Nico was the best. Yeah. Nico, that guy is literally Roger Federer's son compared to us. I specialize in stick and ball sports. Yep, it's fair. Can we start – well, I'm going to preface this. We're going to get to a conversation about Mike Trout versus Barry Bonds at the request of Dakota. He texted us a couple of days ago and said, we have to talk about this on the pod. So that's well, coming later my, in the episode. At my Christmas, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. It's coming. I'm just saying that's what's coming. But we'll let's start out. with two manager moves today or one show. Walter was yesterday. Two manager moves. Buck Steve Cohen tweeted it yesterday, but the Mets announced it today. So, okay. Buck Showalter to the Mets. Mark Kotze to the A's. You know what I just heard? I was just talking to my good friend, Tommy Lestella. He's in town. Got to see him yesterday. What a wonderful person. He wants to come on the podcast. Wants to come on the podcast. We'll have him the same that would time. Be, that would low-key be a really good episode. Yeah, it would be great. He actually, he wants to come on, and I think we can we can make it happen. But he played uh, in Oakland for a couple months at the end of 20. A month at the end of 20 is that right i think that's right uh but he said everybody loved bob melvin he said bob melvin was an absolute stud so shout out bob melvin but uh kate takes over for the a's because melvin went to san diego i don't know much about that move i think he was the third base coach there i was gonna say he's kind of been around with the a's before right he played for the a's right that's right yeah I don't. So he, yeah, he's I, don't, I, just, I don't really I have. Like, a, I don't have a hot take on this. No, I, I got. There, are we? Is it bad to say like with the A's? I'm not saying it doesn't matter who's the manager, but like they're very analytically driven. Correct. Like everything kind of comes down for or comes from the top down. Is that proven or? Yeah, I think I think more in roster construction than actual. Like every I mean, Moneyball money came from them. So, I mean, that's kind yeah, of their philosophy. I think, I think that other teams have taken Moneyball and like what Billy Bean does and then put it on steroids. And yeah, I don't know that they're necessarily, I think the roster construction, it's pretty analytical because they don't, their owner doesn't give them any money to spend. But I don't know that like the day to day is uh, like completely just because of what I've heard from players who like playing for, who liked playing for Melvin and, like I can't imagine it being as analytically driven as some other places because most of the time, if it's like super super analytical, players are like this is ridiculous. And then Showalter to the Mets, and he's been out of the game for three. Hyder took over in nineteen, right? So he's been out of the game for three years. Back How? in the game, Zach's team. I th- I just think it's wild. It I don't know. I feel like when people retire, especially from being a manager, it's like. All right, guys, I'm retiring for the time being, but until another job opens up, I'm right back on the market. Back. I listened to a podcast that Dusty Baker was a guest on, and I thought the same thing. It's like Dusty Baker was out of the game and yeah. then came back. And now like, I guess he's the manager for, of Houston for the foreseeable future. I guess, um, sure. I guess there's a report Scherzer was a uh, big advocate for Showalter. I don't know if it was true or not. Interesting. Um, I, uh, you know, who was with Showalter for a long time was um, Butterfield. 
Brian Butterfield was with was with him, I believe, in Toronto, and uh, I don't think he went with him to Baltimore, but I think they were together in Toronto, and had awesome things to say about him and their time together. So, I think it's I think it'll be good for that team. I think he'll be good for I think like as far as the moves that they've made, and they paid him well. They paid they gave him like the biggest deal a manager's ever gotten in New York. No way. It was the high. It was most money the Mets have ever paid a manager. It was like a three for ten or eleven or something. So good for him. Wow. You only you got three years. Three years. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's kind of right with the team they have now. It's either you're either going to win or they're going to be gone. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There other like not the guys they just brought in, but they're. They're probably playing in a in a three year window right now with Scherzer's deal with the other guys they brought in, with the uh, the young guys that are still in like kind of the arbitration zone, Alonzo, some of those guys. That's probably their. They have three years to really blow it out before they have to go get some new guys and make a decision which way they're going to go. Right, Dakota I mean, Cohen's. What I said, right, Dakota. I mean, yeah, I agree. I figured Cohen's going to spend some money and buy guys. I mean, you saw what he just gave Scherzer, so. Yeah, I got Mullendorf there forever, so they have to keep building around him. What's, like, more hard to fathom, giving that check out or receiving that check? When that hits in your bank account, it probably is pretty nice. But it doesn't sound like you get it all right away. Well, just at any point when that money goes in, yeah. Any check you get. Yes. Correct. Of that amount is insanity. But again, it's going to be a lot. No one's like, here, here's your whole contract today. Nope. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how, that's how little, little did people know. There's a hundred million dollars. Exactly I just Venmoed it to you. I just sent you a Venmo. You got Zell? Here's a hundred million. Welcome to the Mets. What, uh, what else you got going in Arizona, Zach? You want to tell us about your Arizona time? Yeah, I'm actually on my way home tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. It was nice. We actually, I flew over the Cubs facility. Kind of weird. Not going to lie. Did you, did you tear up, um, man? Did you get choked up? Yeah, I did. Because that's where we got close, Dakota. Eh, close. And and Ian, I guess. Are we close? We, we sat close. Did you go visit the compound? We were on the same team. That's about it. Well, I think Zach's frozen. And Zach's on uh, hotel Wi-Fi, so hotel Wi-Fi is never a winner. Actually, am I unfrozen? Yeah, you're back. I think it's sure. rude when my thing says your internet connection is unstable. You could use a different word than unstable. I mean, you're on hotel Wi-Fi. Like you have cruddy internet right now. Yeah. This internet, and it's not even your internet. It is their no, internet. It's they not my. Right. They say our internet is crud. Hey, we apologize, but our our internet is really ruining your your podcast right now. And, it, and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's fine, no worries. But like, your internet is unstable. Hey, Dakota. Yes, sir. You in a bad mood right now? No. Why? Just want to check. Just make sure. Okay. What do you What do you want from me? We've got, I mean, we've gotten 10 words in 10 minutes. We're going to, guys, hey, hey, right hey, now. you guys got all your Christmas shopping done or what? I didn't have to do any Christmas shopping. 
What are you? Because the, I'm going you, on a cruise. What are you, the Grinch? Because I'm going on the cruise. Why would I get people gifts? You're sneaky. You are sneaky, the Grinch. Why would I? There's no gifts. We're going on a cruise. Whatever, man. What, what, are the, what are the dates of your cruise? 26th to the 2nd. So there's no gifts on the 24th or 25th? I mean, my mom is paying for all of us to go on the cruise. So that's our gifts from Santa. Did you get her a gift? No. Come on, I think you're, you're going to get worn out for this one that you didn't get your mom a Christmas gift. I mean... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. At least wrap a bottle of Zach, Zach, Zach did you something. go get something? You're damn right. I mean, I I think my sister said we were going to pay for her to get a massage on the cruise. That was... Uh, that's nice. That See, that's a good point. one. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, does that count as a gift? Because that's what we're going to do. Oh, yeah, it counts as a gift. I would say that's a gift. I would write that on All a piece right, of paper then. and wrap it up and give it to her. On Christmas. Then, yes, I'm getting her a gift. Wow. You're yep, good son, look man. At me. Look at me. What a nice guy. Ian, how about you? Yeah, I got all my Christmas shopping done. I got it done pretty early this year. I'm I, no really last minute panic for me. I can't wait to see what you got us. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's coming. I, I think actually. Yeah, I'm waiting for a Zell from Ian on Christmas morning of like $10,000 and being like, hey, just so you know, we were making a shit ton of money this whole time and I didn't tell you guys until Christmas Day. Yeah, Zach, yours just got to your house. Won't say the um, name of the street. I'm glad. Um, what street do you live on? How, how was your Christmas shopping? Was it great? Yeah, it was good. It's kind of a, it's been sporadic. I'll like have an idea and I'm like, ooh, got to get that. If it was, if I was, if I were smart, I would kind of keep like a list. Not throughout the check year. Check it twice. Check it twice. You know, um, it would make things a lot easier and a lot less stressful, but it's part of it. Part of learning and growing up, you know, that's all it is. Can we, Part becoming an adult. Yeah, that's that's literally all it is, man. Can we start fighting about Trout versus Bonds? It's not going to be a fight, though. Can you tell the story about how this came up? It was just at our Christmas party, and my uncle said like we should talk about Trout versus Bonds, or I don't even know if it was Trout versus Bonds, or no, it was uh, it was Trout versus Bonds, and it was something like Miggy versus Trout was another one. No, it was mainly Miggy versus Trout we were talking was about. It say, wasn't yeah. Trout versus Bonds. No, it wasn't right. Trout versus Bonds. Oh, really? Because Bonds is the greatest that, hitter of all did time. Did you put that in the text, or was it Miggy in the text? I definitely put you Miggy. Said, you said Miggy. I don't know why I picked up Bonds, but I was looking I was going to at... say, the more I thought about it, I was like, wait, that's not a discussion. I was like, it's Barry hmm. Bonds. I was going to say, like... I don't. I would have a. I would have an argument for that. All right, let's talk against about... Against Bonds, you'd have an argument for Trout? So you definitely have an argument against Miggy. Let's talk about Miggy while I'm looking up. I'm saying look at the stats versus Miggy. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm, it's Miggy versus Trout. Trout. Yep. Dakota. What do you eat? that. I mean, it's hot. Who's giving their hot take here? Who's starting? I, I want to know what Zach thinks. I, Zach? I'm, I'm biased. Oh, I team guy. I agree. After looking at the numbers, you look at the numbers, bro. I mean, Miggy playing in Comerica and winning a triple crown, not just hits. I mean, the guy. Listen, I don't know the numbers. I'm not looking right now. Um, 
I, I, I don't know, but every, but also every stat I see on Twitter, it's like, Oh, and these are the only people to do X, Y, and Z. And it's Mike Trout. And it's like, Oh, he's with Ted Williams, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, and Mike Trout. I'm saying like, because of his health, yeah. And how much he's missed, Trout's not going to have that crazy of end of career stats. Like, sure, like he's going to have a great war and all the advanced stats, but like, I'm talking like RB or hits, homers, RBIs. Like, Miggy, like he's, I don't know if he's going to touch his homers. I don't know if he's going to touch his hits. Trout only like, I think he's, Trout, I, I want to say, what? Trout, in the last two years, Trout has played a total of, you know, because of the COVID, he's played a total of, 89 games in the last two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has 310 homers already. He's 29. He is not 29. He is 30. Well, he just turned 30. This he was his age. This was his ago. age 29 season. So he's going into his age 30 season. Well, he turns 31 in August. Okay. Like I said, he's going into That's his still age. Three months left in the season. Going into his age 30 season. And he has 30, 10, 3, 30. He's only at 1400 hits. He's going to get 1,600 and play 10 years. So say he's played, what, 10 years already? Like another 10 years, he's going to have to get 1,600. That's why I'm saying I don't know if he's getting to 3,000. If he doesn't stay completely healthy the whole time, he has to play in eight years, he'd have to get 1,600, and that'd be playing until he's 38. Is that the only way he catches Cabrera, though? I mean, he plays a better defensive position. He's, ha- I mean, I don't think it's even comparable to two guys. Like Miguel Cabrera is an all-time great, but Trout's like, in the discussion right now being one of the greatest players of all time if he continues his trajectory i don't get how people say it's not comparable because one of them won a triple crown and one hasn't I mean, how is that not a, that's I, yes the rare that's the rarest feat in baseball that's true but list the other triple crown winners all time you wouldn't say like no question they're better trout already has trout already has three mvps he has his career OPS is over a thousand, which is hilarious. I mean, his like his batting, like all of his stats are. Miggy has a better average. If that's Miggy has a Miggy has a better average, but his on base percentage isn't. I mean, not, it, it, we're talking about these numbers are crazy, but like Trout has a four nineteen career on base. I mean, Trout already has more war, more MVPs, more silver sluggers. Like, I don't know. And like he's, and he just, we just talked about it. He just played his age 29 season. Like Miggy's an all-time great, but Miggy's clearly at the tail end of his career. And he, he chose to play in command. Hey, hey, he's not this, almost done. Okay. I don't, I think, I think it's clear that Trout's, I mean, Trout has to keep playing. Like, but what Trout's done, if you look at Trout's numbers, every year is ridiculous. He he already he already has four uh, years over a thousand OPS, and that's counting this year with only thirty six games. But you know, Miggy did that three times in the middle of his career. I mean, Miggy has the bulk because he's played longer. But if Trout plays twenty years, it's gonna look. Does your war go up every year, no matter what, or kind of go go down? Miggy's went down. Miggy's has gone down a little bit. I mean, because he's been since 2016, he's had one really good year, and he, other than that, he's been kind of league average, slightly below. League yeah, average. and that's what I'm saying. How do we like? Has he Mike been Trout has what five years of prime left max? Like it, he's not going to be doing this when he's 36, 37, 38. 
Has like he that's been... what you people are, but you're saying it like he's going to keep doing what he's been doing for eight years. Like he's going to the second half of his career. Ian, you asked uh, Miguel Cabrera twice has had negative war, o point, negative 0.9 and 17 and negative 0.5 this year. The other three years in between that, he was 0.2 flat zero in 19 and uh, 0.1 positive in 2020. This is according to baseball references. I'm not in on this. This is my teammate. My my argument is if at the end of their careers, and this is very possible, I'll give you Trout can catch him in homers, but if the at the end of their careers, if Miggy has a better average, more RBIs, and more hits, I mean, how can you definitively say Mike Trout's better? If he three main stats, he is better. At the end of their careers, I'm saying, and that's obviously a long way to go. I don't know that hits alone is a good metric because Trout's on because Trout gets on base so much. Like Miggy, yes, Miguel Cabrera has had years where he's gotten on base at a ridiculously high clip because his average is so high. But Trout always, always gets on base at a ridiculously high clip. So like he's sacrificing some hits because guys aren't pitching to him and he's not swinging. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I see what you're saying. I, I don't. But Trout has, to stay, Trout has to stay healthy. That's my point. I'm saying the he, best ability is availability. He hasn't played. He hasn't played a full season he, without DL time since 16. Like if he doesn't end up getting to, to 500 home runs or 3000 hits, which I'm not saying he won't by any means, you definitely can't say he's an all time great. Like you could say it's an all time. What if, but it's like, I, I think he, I think he's crazy. an all time great. Already for doing what? Having good regular seasons? He's got three MVPs. And nothing in the playoffs either. Hey, it's a team game. He can't win every game. He already has three MVPs. Miggy's stats from 05 to 16, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the guy. I'm... That's my point, though. This argument's being made now when Miggy's on the tail end of his career and Trout's still in his prime. I'm like, if you were saying this in Miggy's prime, like, I think it's a very fair argument. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I do. It's just when you talk about defense, though. I mean, Trout plays. Oh, hey, no, we're not talking about defense and Miggy. No, that's a first base DH versus a premier center fielder, Tom. Yeah, but that's that's the exact point. Like, no, you can't just throw that out. You can't just say like, oh, that's half the that's half the game. Nah, nah, no, no. We're talking about hitting, Tom. Oh my god, I'm losing my mind over here. Tom, save it. Go on your go on your vacation, okay? While the boys record. Look, I, I don't understand how this is an argument. Trout has seven times finished in the top two in the MVP voting. Seven times. Do you know how many times Miggy did that in his entire career? Three. Plus, Trout plays a better premium no, de- defensive I, position, which I know Zach no, doesn't want to count for some when you reason. Talk about, when you talk about Trout and you're talking about no, Miggy, you don't bring up defense because they don't play the same position. One is a premier position in the middle of the field. The other one's a first baseman, DH. Are you asking who's a better hitter or who's a better player? When you say who's a better player, you're not thinking of the robbed home runs Mike Trout is doing. The sorry, argument in my head was best right-handed hitter. Yeah, what? Are, like, come on. You guys are fishing. You guys are bobbing for apples right now. Enough. That was my argument was best right-handed hitter. You said oh, best my. player. That's a different argument than best oh, right-handed hitter. Um, I I also right, still well, think on a technicality you guys are correct. That's fine. 
I, I, I think really all care. of Trout's offensive numbers are pretty crazy. We'll impressive. see in eight years if he can we stay healthy and we'll revisit we'll revisit the numbers this. Miggy's already reached. We'll revisit this on the Compound Podcast presented by Parsley Rum in eight years. Hey, everybody. It is Producer Tom. We have a quick favor to ask you. We're incredibly grateful for each one of you here in the John Boy Media community. I want to make sure your experience is the best it can be. So I want to give you an opportunity to give us some feedback. There's an anonymous survey that can be found in the description of this episode. If you fill out that survey, you'll get a 20% discount code to the John Boy Media Store. Get compound merch, get whatever you want. The survey takes less than five minutes to complete. So please consider helping us out. Again, just go to the description of this episode and click on the link to fill out the survey for the 20% discount code. All right, now back to the show. I'm saying it's premature to say that he is definitively the best right-handed hitter of all time when he has won no titles. He's been hurt. His stats are great, and he's a great player. Hey, did, did I, don't, Trout, I don't think it's a definitive. Did Trout, like, DM you and say, like, hey, Dakota, shut up. You're an asshole no, or something? I, just, I don't understand where this is coming. Like, did, were you, I'm, no, I'm, getting, like annoyed. I'm getting annoyed. I'm just getting annoyed because Tom and Ian are talking like, oh, it's 100%. He's for sure. Like, how can you possibly say that when you look at the stats? That's crazy. I didn't. I just didn't know you guys had because I didn't know six- you guys had beef. That's fucking low-key uh, kind of sick. That is not at all what I'm saying. I don't know why I had it in my head that you were trying to compare Barry Bonds and Mike Trout, but sneaky, if you like no, Barry Bonds versus Mike Trout, it's very hard an argument. It's not, not even a discussion. In the middle of their career, like at this point it's in their career, in in Ian, 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 when you win four straight MVPs, you can do what you want. Listen. No, I'm not listening. When you get walked with bases loaded, then you can do whatever. Yeah, you I'm want. not. I'm not. This is this is not a conversation to be had before Christmas. I don't want to get in a bad mood. Let's just let's just roll to the. I don't topic. think that. I mean, that's there's no way. Just There's listen. Not, just stop. Just pull, stop. pull up any just, stat. Pull up any stat you want. And I think Bonds. Can wins. you just listen to this? What are we doing? This? What are we doing? This is yeah. a little bit crazy. Oh, yeah, career. The fact OP- that we're having this conversation is crazy. Career OPS for Barry Bonds. One thousand fifty-one. Career OPS plus one eighty-two. Trout. One thousand point zero zero two. And 176 OPS plus. So Bonds is better in both. You're right. Yes, but it's nice. not nice. that nice. crazy nice. for Okay, off. so two for two for Barry Bonds. Next. See, but those are – that's why I hate all the stats that there are nowadays because it's like you could pull up, oh, his – I don't know all the hitting stats and the names. His F4 is better if you compare – like there's just these random stats where you can be like, this is how you determine who's better. It's like I don't fucking know how you determine it. Like it's the eyeball test. Bonds, Barry Bonds is the best hitter of all time. Bonds played 22 years. He doesn't have 3,000 hits. Yeah, because he was walked every other fucking plate appearance. So's Trout. That's fine, but yeah, when you're hitting... Not as much as Bonds. When was, you have the no most way. amount of home runs to ever play the game, and you're walking... Also, at age 42, Barry Bonds was an all-star, and he had a 1,045 OPS... Uh, and 28 pumps. Okay, so I'm confused. At the age of 42. I'm confused. What are are we doing with this conversation here? 43, and he led the league with 43 intentional People are going to say the roids, but steroids don't put bad on ball. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I think Ian's point is, I think think Ian's point is that at this point in their career, they have similar numbers, but the the bonds is like last 10 years are insane and will never, ever be matched again. Correct. In part because of the roids, yeah. 
because nobody nobody from age 35 to 42 is putting up a thousand OPS every single year. Like it's just with 73 homers at the age of 36 and then 46, 45, 45, like the, it's not fair to compare full career to anybody who's playing now because nobody will have that advantage to go out and have that back end of their career. But he did win. Sneaky, he won three MVPs uh, before he was 30. So, And then he won, yeah, and he also won four in a row. So, like four, like one, two, three, four. Not sporadically, like, hey, man. Like for four straight years, he was the best hey man, player in the, the league is, baseball. Hey, man, the league is yours. Go have at it. Do what you got to do. Tom, figure out how to add up. Uh, <laughs> figure out how to add up. Uh, the career stats for Barry Bonds before the age of 30 and the career stats of Trout before the age of 30. It, what does that accomplish, though? What does that, what does that mean? He says he's it's still on the table for Mike Trout to hit 400 home runs. Yeah. Uh, Bonds' stats from 86 to 95, which is through his 30th. Uh, 86? 1986 to 1995. Wait, he played in 86? Played 113. Zach, he games. retired in like the early, early <laughs> no, 2000s. No, he played from 86 to 2007. Yeah, the early 2000s. What do you call that? The mid 2000s? I mean, and from at that point, he his slash lines 286, 398, 541, 938 OPS, a 159 OPS plus. He had 292 homers. Uh, 306 doubles and 340 stolen bases. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of bags. He also had more walks than strikeouts, just for fun. He had more walks than Ks. Yeah, he had 935 uh, different walks era, and 795 strikeouts. Different era. Stop. It, I mean, it was. I, I know it was, but like, I looked up Ian. Listen, do you want to Ian? Listen for him to me. Four hundred home runs to beat him. You realize that is. 40 a year for 10 more years. Yeah, because Bonds at the back end of Bonds' career was enhanced. But look, okay, can you read off Trout's numbers, please? Yes, Uh, Trout right now, 305, 419 on base, 583 slugging. That's a 1.002 OPS, 176 OPS plus. Uh, 310 homers, 203 stolen bases, 268 doubles. So, I mean, it's somewhat similar. Trout's slightly better on the, the percentages. Bond's got the better counting stats. Uh, but, I mean, as we said, like, it doesn't matter because Bond's last six years are just un- unfathomable for anyone else. Yeah, but the first the first 10 are pretty pretty impressive. And then if you look at league averages for – uh, like batting average, like in those years, the league, the league batting average was between, there were some low, there were some mid two fifties, but like two sixties uh, and then into like 94, like 270, 267, 270, 267. Like since Trout's been in the league, 255 is the highest league batting average with there being years of 248, 245, 244, like compared to the league, what Trout's doing is banana land. And that's a strong argument. 
I have no idea what that last part was. All I heard was like 272. So it was 59. Like, league, I don't know what those numbers were. League batting average. The batting average oh. for the league is at an all-time low, and Mike Trout's still doing what Mike Trout's doing. That's fine. He's still not Barry Bonds. He can do whatever he wants. That's not a strong argument. If he argument. goes 10 Just years and hits 40 Barry home Bonds runs. is not a strong argument. If he gets to 700 home runs, Ian, I will pay you $1 million. Whoa! Well, probably not because I won't have a million dollars, but we'll see. I think you will. <sighs> Just keep betting on the Jets to cover. And no the walk rate, the walk rate at that time was slightly or the same or slightly higher than it is now. And there was way less punch outs. If you look I at mean, the numbers, yeah, I, I don't know what you want from me. I've, I've had enough of this argument. What would you like to talk about next then, Dakota? I'm just saying it's a ludicrous statement to say anyone's better than Barry Bonds. Would you like to do some fan questions? We have some fan questions. Yeah, give us a fan questions presented by Parse Rum. Everybody loves Parse. Dakota might need this a one glass can argue to about. consider how good Mike Trout's first 10 years have been. Uh, all right. This one uh, comes from uh, Coach Ballgame. I think so. Ian knows a little bit. Uh, your favorite foursome in golf wish list, dead or alive. So it's like your dream golf Ooh. foursome. Dakota, would you like to start? Uh, that's much more a question for you and Zach. I will play at anywhere that's the cheapest. I think I think this is I don't really honestly, have like a dream honestly, course. This is honestly no, it's a foursome, a dream foursome. Three other oh. people you'd want to play with. Doesn't matter where you play, you can play anywhere. Yeah, but this isn't in I don't know who's good. I don't know who plays golf. I'm not gonna invite I don't know if Jay Z is a big golfer. Love to play be with him for a little bit though. But I don't know how much he's getting out there. Why wouldn't you just ask him to play, man? You could you could give him a few pointers too. I, I would, but you know, you know, if, if he's hacking it around, I mean, might as well just go dinner. Listen, you went in a golf group with Jay Z, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. All right, hey Sean, you're up. You're gonna call him Sean? Yep. <laughs> hey, Mister Carter. <laughs> I'll answer the question. I don't really have. I mean, like Tiger, Tiger. Obviously, I'd love to play with him. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like Tiger's probably kind of awkward in like those things. Like I feel like it's not like you're not gonna like razz with him. If he misses a fair, he'd be like, oh, nice shot. That's what I'm gonna say. Like maybe like oh, four left. He'd probably literally like smoke me with his club. Seventy something or eighty something wins, huh? Could have fooled me. After watching the I golf mean. this week, I might want to play with Charlie more than Tiger. Bro, oh, but Charlie that would dude is ridiculous. What a stud. I, <laughs> I'm going to go Tiger. Who else plays golf that I would really want to play with? I think Obama would be a great one. That would Put be Obama good. in there. That would, Steph. And Steph Curry. That's a great foursome. That's a great foursome. I, I agree with that one. I'll take those three. I got, I got Steph, Justin Timberlake, and Tony Romo. I was thinking about Justin Timberlake too. Romo's Me and Tony Romo one. could just we could bring this football and just sling it all over Pebble Beach. Uh, Zach, if you take Jay Z, can I take Lil Wayne? Yeah, yeah. What about oh, Jordan? I actually heard, I heard, us four, us four. Yeah. You, me, Jay Z, yeah. Lil Wayne. I heard Lil Wayne's a stick. <laughs> what about what about uh, Michael Jordan? Dude, that would, Michael B. Jordan. Or MJ? Could you imagine the shit talking that goes on playing golf with Michael Jordan? No, 
I could I would be intimidated by the game. No, I don't know if I see, like, but if we had the funds to play with him, that would be an absolute blast. Yeah. Imagine just like you had a bunch of money in the line and you're literally talking shit to Michael Jordan. Yeah. I don't know if I'd have the balls to talk shit to Michael Jordan. Why not? It's a that's a neutral that's a neutral spot. Tom, let's get the next question. Right, for you. This one comes from Rachel. She said, favorite walk-up song that wasn't your own? Uh, I'd like I know Zach's because he stole it. I'd oh, like I to first thank Coach Ballgame for the question. Thanks for coming on the pod. Coach Ballgame has a new pod. Everybody should go check out, too. This is from Rachel. I, I will start this. Travis Shaw, slow motion, uh, is a hot walkout, and it's uh, it's always been one that's impressed me. Shout out Travis Shaw for his walkout. Do you know the song? Oh, you did say the song. Come on, man. Zach, yours stay? No, absolutely not. Well, you stole it, so I you must have really it. liked it. It was an inside well, it was an inside thing with my friend from college. So well, why don't you shut up? I don't know if I have one that I can remember off the top of my head from somebody. You don't have anybody who so you're like, wow, that's a good walkout. Mine was from college. It was against uh I forget who it was. Some guy for UCLA had about the money by TI. Oh yeah, it's a good featuring one. young thug. And I thought it was electric when it came on. And then they beat us like 15 to nothing. So I was like, yep. Yeah. Cool. I don't I don't know if this was his walk-up, but I mean it's very cliche. But you know that dude class A from the Indians. Yeah. As he was coming out, I don't think it was his walk-up, but Indian like the Indians, sorry, Guardians put on the big screen of like a huge video form, and it was fireman, obviously, because he throws 115 miles an hour. But when you hear the siren and you see him jogging onto the field, it's just like, I mean, I don't, I, what, what is going on? I have two more Edwin Diaz. Oh yeah. You've talked about this one. And then Jock switched it to his walk up, right? That song with the trumpets is unbelievable. Put that song in at some point. If, unless we get fired by the YouTube for using somebody else's music, that song is electric and the whole crowd gets into it. And the mascots are playing the trumpets. It's bananas. Can I tell you, Ian, after we, because we talked about this on an episode, after that, I started listening to that song, like, while I was doing work, because it's that good. Once I, once you hear it, it gets stuck in your head. It's a great song. And also, uh, Craig Kimbrell, Sweet Child of Mine, is very, very good. Is the board, is the best walk-up of all time, does it have to be Enter Sandman from Mariano? Yes. No. I mean, the most, like, iconic, for sure. But, yeah. Like, the coolest. I mean, I got to see, I went to Mariano Rivera Day, the, like when they honored him at the stadium when he was still playing, and they had Metallica come out and perform it before the game. And yeah, he came out. That was like, that was like goosebumps. That was incredible. I think uh, there was a guy in the Tigers this year, Out of Control Remix by 50 Cent. It was a really good one. I don't know who it was. And weren't you on the team, though? So yeah, you probably yeah know but I was, was. Up, I was up and down a few times. I didn't remember who it was. Um, oh. I don't know. Tom, next question. Favorite city to have an off day in? This comes from Steve. Ooh. Well, they probably want Zach and Ian's answers on that one. I, I mean, I think they would want your answer. Why? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I want your answer, Dakota. Well, I'm guessing they are meaning like what big league city. What city is your favorite? Oh, we'll put it this way. I was in two big league cities. Oops. <laughs> Pittsburgh and St. Louis. Sorry about it. Whoops. He's the best. Uh, my favorite road city to go to was Tacoma, Washington. Wow. I thought that was so cool, that place. My favorite road city in triple ball would probably Nashville. 
Ooh, I also love Sacramento. Sorry. Sacramento was sick. We stayed right by the uh, where the Kings play. Best road city to have an off day in. I think uh, a New York off day is really special. And be more basic. Oh, New York or Chicago, probably. Uh, maybe. I don't. Uh, San Fran's really good too. San Fran's really good because there's stuff there's stuff to get a like you can go out and do. Stuff. I was gonna say I was gonna say San Francisco too. San Fran's really good. Really, you could because you can like go to Napa or you can do something. You can go play golf or San Fran's pretty good. All right, next question. Uh, what is the worst umpire experience you guys have ever had? Minor leagues, major leagues, college, high school, etc. Zach looks like he's got something good. I don't. I. I just have too many, which is a really bad thing to say. But and there's a good a lot of times I'm wrong, but I don't know if there's one specifically, but there was a game this year, won't say who. Um, I get punched out and I know it was a ball. And this was like I was going through it and I was just like, damn, like, you know, that's that's really not off, huh? Is that the end of an inning? He was like, try to over the heart of the plate, bro. Get back in the fucking dugout. Okay. There's nothing, there is nothing worse than when you know it's a ball, even if you don't, even if it's borderline, even if the ball's got white, the white of the plate, even if the ball's, and the umpire goes, no, it's right down the middle. Like, no, there's plenty of room there. It's like, hey, man, if I'm being, if I'm asking you and I'm like not being a dick, just, just don't, just don't say that. Like, it's hard out here. I know the game's hard for you. The game's hard for me. Just don't, just just be like, yeah, that's the corner, you know. I guess it's different when you got a big five nine number on your back and you ask a question. But I, I don't know. There's I, nothing. There's nothing that I respect more than when you get punched out and you ask. You know, like usually, what I will do if I'm if it's not obvious and I'm not really pissed, I'll you get down on the you get down on the corner like that caught the corner. And if a guy's like, yeah, man, I thought it just caught the corner, or like, yeah, I had it right on the corner. Like I'm like, I love okay. It. I'm, I totally agree. And, or if they straight up, uh, there's been sometimes even in AAA where they, like the next at bat, they'll come back to, Hey Zach, like before I even say anything, Hey, I fucked that one up. It's like, Hey, obviously it sucks, but we're all, all human. Yeah. The dude Part that comes to you, the dude that comes to you the next day and tells you, or like, cause we had the iPads in the dugout, you could go back out. And if they were like, Hey, did you get to look at that? And you could go like, yeah, man, that's, that's off but it also gives you the chance to if it's a strike to go like hey man i looked at it you're right like good call i i do that the next day sometimes if i go back and look and i ask what, if I, if, what are the chances either of you have gone back to the umpire and be like hey man you were right my I, I have done it numerous <laughs> numerous times it's a it's a great way it's a great it's way to so, get some respect and it's so easy to do it in the infield too because the next day the home plate guy is at third base so in the first inning you say hey Whoever, I had a chance to look at that. I was wrong. My bad. I didn't mean to yell at you. Yeah. Or you go jog it. Like for me, I go jogging by him on the way to the outfield and like I'll let him know because that's how you build a good relationship and respect with the umpire. So they don't, or so they at least like believe you when you say that the ball's off. But uh, my worst experience, I'll say, was it, w- it was Vic Carapazzo. It's, you can look it up because he, he threw me out. But Vic's a great guy. I'm just going to preface that with Vic's a very is this, good person. Is this when you were in the all-whites? Yeah, so we were playing in Chicago. I can't remember who we were playing. I, you can look it up because it was it was the uh, it was the 
players weekend where we wore all whites versus all blacks, which was just a bananas outfit choice. <laughs> and, uh, and he was basically, I was pinch hitting and it was bases loaded two outs. And I was grinding, grinding three. I think I just, I just got called back up. This was 19 and I ball off the plate. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. Hit and left. He was off the plate, not even close. And I knew that I was going to be out of the game in that situation. Who was it? Who who are we playing? You're playing the uh, the Nationals. Okay, the Nats. And so it was off the plate. wasn't even close. And I knew that I was coming out of the game uh, because I was it was pinch hitter. I knew it was going to be double switched out. So I lost it on deck because it was the difference between a walk in an RBI and a punch out. It's huge huge not only for me but for the game the situation and it wasn't even close i had a great at bat i worked my ass off to get a three two and i took a nasty pitch and then he punched me out and he was convinced that it was a strike i was like thick that's fucking bullshit there's no way and he's like that's right there that's right there i was like it's not it's not right there i know for a fact that it's not right there and uh i didn't i wasn't out there arguing with him too long but he threw me out and that was the only time I've ever been ejected. Uh, and that was a real toughie. Ian, can I, read you the, can I read you the title of this YouTube video where I found it? Yes. The title of this YouTube video is Ian Happ gets ejected for arguing a terrible strike three call with the bases loaded. So the YouTube's yeah. got your back. Hey, I think was it was the username of that Cincinnati <laughs> Bearcat fan eight. <laughs> the, I'm uh, not sure. I, I didn't check. <laughs> there's nothing worse it's actually from my own youtube channel there, there's nothing <laughs> worse than having a three two count ball get punched out on that but when the bases are loaded and there's like there's a lot of good things that can happen when you do it right and you do everything right and still get punched like i for me that's the one that it just boils me i have such a tough time with that one Dakota, I feel like you don't even have an opportunity to say anything to an umpire. Actually, I guess you can now when you get st- when you get, when you get checked. Uh, yeah, for sticky. I was gonna say, I don't ever, I've never like said anything to umpires. I just, I, I don't it's know. It's so weird. Like, I'm so far away, oh, right. and like by the time I can get close to him, I'm like, I don't really care. And anymore. if you're gonna, if you're gonna say something sixty feet away, it's it's a tough look. Yeah, I mean, the only time now is like when you're coming off and they're checking for stick. And like I've asked them before, like I asked them multiple times. It's like, hey, do you have that one like just down? And they're just like, yeah, it was just off. I'm like, okay. You said, yeah, I'll check. I'll get back to you tomorrow. I'll check. But I never say like, oh, I don't think so. I'm just like, yeah, all right. Like, I mean, if you think it was, like, I, I don't think so clearly, or I wouldn't ask you. Sometimes but- during, sometimes during a bat, like you have to establish. Like if you think there was a ball early and it was borderline, you have to establish it in the box, and you have to be like, hey, you got that? On oh the yeah, corner? yeah. No, for a hitter, it's yeah. valuable for you to do something. But, like, as a pitcher, too, you're out there on an island. So, if I'm out there and I'm, like, got that just, like, if I'm, like, signaling just off, like, I'm not getting that call. It's such like, a bad – it's such a the tough like, look. This guy's an asshole. Yeah. That's why you got to trust – that's why, like, typically, like, your catchers you're, will yeah, work for you, yep. too. Like, your catchers get a good uh, relationship with the ump. Like, we had Tony Walters this year in Iowa, and I was, like, I know he's back there. And, like, like P.J. Higgins, like, they're telling the umpire, like, hey – that's a fucking horrible call. Yeah. Like they don't care. They're chatting them up. Exactly. There's, there's some, I know, I don't know if they do it anymore. Cause I, I'm pretty sure as you get older, you kind of have freedom to say what you want, but I know like, I don't know if it's in college or more so the lower levels of pro ball. 
if a catcher, cause you're not, I mean, in college, you can't say a word to the umpire. You're going to get thrown out and then you miss the next game. So it's like they had, they would have signs to give to the, to their dugout. Like if they catch it and like touch their chest protector that they know that it was a strike and then they'll have their manager or their head coach yell scream. Yeah. Instead of my catcher said that was a fucking strike. Uh, Tom, I'm sure this next question you're about to read is good, but we're going to save it for next week. Next year. We're going to save it for next year, man. Next year. Well, I think there's one we should do just because it's Christmas related. Okay, fine, Tom. Fine. It's, it's a quick one. Everyone wants to know what's your favorite Christmas movie. Elf. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. I agree with Zach. I'm Elf. I could watch Elf on July 4th and See, I'd be in a good mood. But that's the thing I love. I do. I love Elf. But it's what it's the one that if there's one I overwatch, it's like, damn it. Like, I've seen this 10 times in the past two weeks. And it's still funny. Yeah, but like but all Christmas we, movies are classics, the good ones. So like I know Christmas movie it, comes out next week, I'm not gonna see it. Like National Lampoon Christmas Vacation is probably still my best. Classic. I, I think uh Dakota's favorite is the Grinch. Oh my god. Ooh. I do like the Jim Carrey one, Dr. Seuss, how the Grinch stole Christmas or whatever it's called. With Jim Carrey as the Grinch. I think all of the Grinch movies are by Dr. Seuss, right? Isn't the Grinch a Dr. Seuss I, character? I'm talking about the is. one with Jim Carrey, and you looked like you didn't know which one that was. So I was like, I don't know how else to describe it. Jim Carrey is the Grinch, and that's about all I know. Because the other characters have like the little tiny noses, and I don't know who they are. But you said Oof. you said the Dr. Seuss one. Like, there's other ones that aren't Dr. Seuss. Well, how about this, Ian? I don't know if there's other ones. That's, I'm not. Some you know, Christmas it's kind of crazy. Between the last hour, Ian or Dakota has had beef with two major league center fielders now. That's messed up, man. I don't have beef with Mike Trout. That's fucking crazy. I'm trying to back up your boy, which you didn't. That's oh, trouble in the locker no, room. No, I did. Oops. I actually did. I said that guy run a fucking triple crown at Comerica Park. Whatever you say, man. But yes, I go with Ian. You didn't answer. What your I, favorite you Christmas know, mine's movie. probably Elf. I. But you know what's great about the Christmas season is that all the Harry Potter movies are on, and so for some reason they like consider the Harry Potter movies Christmas movies, <laughs> and I'm into it. <laughs> There was a commercial the other day on like Freeform, and it's like all oh, your Christmas movies are here, and they're like rolling through it there, and they show Harry Potter. I'm like, well, this is not a Christmas movie. Like, just because they have parts that are in the winter yeah. doesn't make it a Christmas movie. They do like 25 days of Christmas, and like eight of them are Harry Potter movies, which yeah. is like, doesn't if make anything, any sense. If I'm anything, out. it's a Halloween movie because it's magic. So it's like, oh, like that fits for like Halloween time. Like, I don't know. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just I wouldn't say Dakota. it's Christmas movies. Yes, Dakota, can you picture also Ian? Real quick, did you see yeah. there's a new, like, Fantastic... I think it's, like, the same thing as Fantastic Beasts, but it's, like, the story of Dumbledore. Oh, no. Is that coming out? I saw the thing so that they're doing, the reunion thing. Return to Hogwarts? Out. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's coming up in, like, a couple weeks, like a week or two. I'm excited for that. So they're going to do a Dumbledore movie? It's something like the story, the untold stories of Dumbledore, something like that. I'll be locked into those. Yeah. I don't know when it comes. I think it's, like, next year, but... Whatever, whatever Zach, what were you asking me? They want I was like, could you imagine Ian sitting there and watching Elf? Uh, yes, because he told us what he does in the car, and I never that's in a million true. years would have guessed Good that's point. what he listened to Good. or that he sings to himself. Like when Julie told us that he does, I'm like, nah, he's not singing in the car. Like he's sitting there, 10 and 2, hands on the wheel, driving straight ahead to his destination. Is yep. Frozen a Christmas movie? Oh, it's Frozen. Frozen's in there too. Never, Frozen. Hey, still, still, Frozen's never, definitely a Christmas movie. Still has never seen winter? Frozen. I don't think it's, there's no Christmas theme to Frozen. I don't think Zach would like Frozen. Still haven't know, seen it. 
I love both of them. I think they're fantastic. Uh, we got a shout out Home Alone too. Since that's also a Chicago. Ooh, I do love Home Alone. I I I think I've seen Home Alone two, but I don't think. Well, how many is there? Like four? I don't think I've seen three and four. Yeah, there's three. We're, I'm only, I'm only Home seen Alone. One, Home Alone one's the the, the one. Yeah, yeah. One. That's that's the go to. You said Home Alone two there, Tom. He was T O O. Nope. We're doing we're doing Different screen time. Here we go. Ian's got somewhere to be. He doesn't want to talk to you guys anymore. Screen time presented by Parse Rum and also the fan questions are presented by Parse Rum and also this episode is presented by Parse Rum. You know what's you know what's the worst part is when you open your screen time and it's like a low time and then it hasn't like calculated yet and it like oop nope just like mine open it said 220. I was like, hell yeah. Clicked in 419. Fucking Still, fuck. not bad though for me. You're on the course, Zach. I woke up oh, at, that's I woke up hey. at six in the morning. Ian, he's got a text shouty. Shouty. I was up at six in the morning, dude. Well, that's eight a.m. here, so yeah, yeah I know. I mean, yeah, I, you're yeah. two hours behind. I was up us. at seven thirty here, so I was saying I was on my phone because up, we didn't leave until ten or eleven o'clock. I was up at eighties. Like these are all the same times that we were all awake. God, I Can messed up. I'm like Google. I have so much Google Maps. How do I have so much Google Maps? Five thirty. Five twenty nine. Four forty five. Oh, but Zach's also two hours behind us. No, yeah, one hour behind him. Yes, no, he's one. two hours behind all of us. Two hours nope. behind all yeah. of us. One, <laughs> one. Uh, I don't know. One. Yeah, I don't know. I don't one. know how the clocks work. Yeah, one. I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. I think I'm on East Coast time now. Thank you to all of our listeners for a great year of the Compound Podcast. I think we did like 50 episodes this year, but maybe even I don't know. Tom, how many episodes did we do this year? Do a quick calculation. That's going to be now. really hard to add up. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. I, we I think we did, we did at least 50 episodes this year. It was a wonderful year. Thank you for being with us. Is there anything nice you guys want to say to our fans who have been with us for the full year? Yeah, like, re- uh, like unsubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Do it again. Get your pinky fixed. Get your thumb fixed. Do it again. We're looking everyone forward. Go get, everyone go get a uh, gallon of eggnog and see if you can drink it all in one sitting. And that's episode 91. And we will That's be back. We'll be back in 2022, and we are excited for another year of the Compound Podcast presented by Parcel. Everybody, have a great New Year. Rum. 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 <laughs>